Kyla has now texted me and wrote on my Facebook and every, oh my God. Yeah, just toss it to the bottom. Oh my yeah. goodness. Are you reading this? Are you reading no. what she's, nope. oh my God. No. no, I'll read it later. Ooh. We'll read it when we get to it. She wrote the, all these questions and she wrote, all of those are stolen from great interviewers, but are some of my faves for job interviews and icebreakers. Oh, okay. <laughs> job interview questions. My goodness. She's a HR uh, specialist. Yeah. That's why. You're listening to Fixing Faxes, a podcast on the journey of building a digital health startup with your hosts, myself, Jonathan Bowers. And I'm Angela Hopke. So we're doing take two, not take two. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Part two, not take two. Part two of listener questions. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get in, at- like, we're going to get into some deep stuff. Oh, today. really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Weesh, mm-hmm. Weesh, 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 weesh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, this one's from you? We'll put that at the end. Well, oh, this is, okay. End. Honestly, we weren't getting a lot of questions, so I uh, decided that I was going to throw some in to ask you. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's well, fair. let's start with it then. Okay, sure. Mine are yep. just fun. Mine are just silly, yep. fun questions. I just wanted to know, Jonathan, who are you listening to right now? Uh, I'm listening to a lot of Raffi and an artist by the name of Casper Baby Pants. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this is like yeah, some I, baby beluga going on in your house, Yeah, hey? we do some baby beluga. Casper Baby Pants is nice, though. He's got uh, he's got an album where he covers a bunch of Beatles songs. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, that's uh, What are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what are um, you listening to? Okay, on on our way to school is usually when I listen to most of the music, and I take Alex to school, and she is very obsessed with the Tones and I right now. So like Dance Monkey, Never Seen the Rain, lots of those. Then I drop her off and turn on my own music. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, my musical taste has a far range. <laughs> but today it was Weezer on the way home. So, oh, yeah. Yep. But I am more like a, like, I like to have a lot of background music going on. And it's usually very, like, coffee house, acoustic, oh. chill, yeah. keeps my, like, me, vi- me from vibrating too high. Uh, <laughs> okay. What's the last book, or are you reading a current book? I am. Cur- <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure why this is, but I feel like I am. Uh, just oh boring, boring to answer these questions. Oh. I'm terrible at reading books because I only read them um, before bed and I yeah. immediately fall asleep. Oh gosh, me too. This is so why it takes I've, forever to get through a book. So I have, because it was taking forever to get through books, I decided to just not go back and try and reread what I was missed, like what I had fallen asleep to. So I just continue to plow forward. And so I've gotten through entire books without knowing what who, who anyone is or what the main plot was i just have read all the words so currently i am reading dune because i'm like I, i'm excited about the new movie dune i've never oh, read the book. okay yeah so i'm reading dune but, <laughs> but but reading it before bed so i actually don't know what's happening oh my yeah <laughs> that's hilarious i feel that there yeah i am right there on that level with you yeah i think the last book that i read that i actually completed and was able to understand i don't i'm not sure it's uh, because it takes so long like i read 
one page a night and then I'm out. That's me too. And uh, yes. Okay. I'm so glad that you're one of those people too, because like, like Jackie at work, she reads a whole book a day. Like she can read, just plow through a book. What? Yes, I know. I don't understand these people. Does she read? Is she, is she the type of person that if you had an office to go to and had lunch, she would read a book at lunch? She, I didn't notice that of her. But I don't I'm think so. No, I think it's okay. like a, it's like an at-home thing that she. Wow, I'm a little jealous of that. Also, not because that just seems like you'd run out of stuff really fast. But she's maybe just always has a book on the go. Maybe. Yeah, I think cool. the last book that well, I, I I read a lot of books to Alex. She's into chapter books. We are on the Taya Stilton series. Yep. But I will say, parents out there, if you have kids that are at that reading age. Two of the best books that we have read recently are The One and Only Ivan, which was just recently made into a Disney movie. And number two, I cannot recommend this book enough, is Wild Robot. Oh, cool. It's amazing. And there's now a second book, The Wild Robot Escapes. Go out and get these books. They're incredible. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Okay. From From your independent bookstore. From your independent bookstore, please. Secondhand, too. What's your favorite TV show currently? Oh, I am really enjoying His Dark Materials. I don't even know this one. It's uh, the the books. I've read the... Have I read the books? I've listened to... No, I have read the books and listened to the audiobooks. The audiobooks are amazing. So The Golden Compass, you'd recognize The Golden Compass. I do. So that's that's that... I think they're three books. Okay. Trio, trilogy of books. So HBO and BBC have a high production TV show they have one season out already that was last year the year before and now it's running season two and it's i I just i really enjoy it the audiobooks are fantastic probably my my friend derek who he's that's all he does is like he's plugged in and listening to audiobooks all the time he has listened to that book dozens of times it's really good Okay. I agree. It's it's one of the better it's one of the better books. I I like it better than the Harry Potter audiobooks. Mm-hmm. It's it's just fantastic. And lots of fun commentary on um, religion and state and stuff. So it's it's, okay, it's cool. great. I'm in. But the, now I want to listen. Yeah, I would go yeah, go listen to the audiobook and then watch the first season and then listen to them all and then continue watching the rest of it. It's great. I love it. I love that. Oh. And it's very I don't know what it is. I like those stories when it starts to turn to winter. Okay. Yeah. That's when I would listen to the audiobook is like around this time of year. So I'm, oh, I'm like enjoying it's like that. like a time of year thing for you. Oh, I love that. It okay. is. But I mean, season two has nothing to do with winter. Season one <gasps> that takes place a lot in like the cold and okay. like the north. Okay. But season two doesn't doesn't do that. So um, I, or, I like this. Book. Okay. Yeah. So his dark materials. It's great. I'm just going to plug uh, Ted Lasso on oh, Apple yeah, so Plus. Good. Oh, I am now on round two of watching it again. Uh, I've just restarted. So I, I have, made it through yeah. almost and then decided, no, I'm going to watch it with Julie. Right. And, yeah. Brad and I watched the whole first season together. We are now watching the whole uh, first season again because the second season isn't going to be released until August next year, I believe. Jason Sudeikis was saying. Anyway, I have never rewatched a TV series ever. Oh, First one to do it with. It is amazing. People go watch it's it. So it's so great. So it's great. so it's funny and in a way that isn't harmful to anyone at all. It's so gentle. It's yeah. so funny. It's so kind. It's so empowering. It's like, oh, uh, we love it. Okay. I want a Ted Lasso in my life. Well, it's a vibe. 
Yeah. Like he's a vibe. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, we but I actually all want, want a Ted Lasso. We all want a Ted Lasso yeah. in our life. <laughs> there, like, I don't know if that person actually fully, completely exists. Jonathan, what is the scariest thing mm. you've ever done? This is very clear for me to answer, but oh. it's not one I like. Oh. Because uh, it's not one I chose for myself. Oh. <laughs> Zach being born and having the NICU nurses appear through the walls. Didn't, don't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Like I, I could, I, part of me was, was like, this is the scariest thing that's happening to me ever. But also the other part of me is like, wow, this is an amazing, this is an amazing thing that's happening right now. Cause just in the snap of a finger, when the, uh, the doctor said, yep, let's call the NICU in. There was nine nurses in the room, like yep. out of nowhere, plus equipment. And they're just, they all had their jobs and they were just waiting for, Zach to come out and then be handed off. And it was, it was, it was amazing. It was, but it was like the scariest, the scariest thing that I've ever experienced. You're PTSDing me right now, but yeah. Sorry. I know it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for me, very, very similar. Alex was the same way when she yeah. was born, they checked her O2 stats and called uh code pink. And there was before I knew it, there was 10 people in that room with me. Yeah. And it was the scariest thing. So I worked in the hospital at that time when I gave birth to Alex and there's three years between Alex and Nora. And I went back to work obviously and was working at the hospital and my, my boss Tracy had said, Oh, we need to pop up to labor and delivery um, because we're doing a project or something. I want to show you something. We walked up and I got to the doors and I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I can't go in. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I oh, wow. can't go back in there. I will. Yeah. I will. I just wasn't ready for what hit me at these doors. And yeah. I yeah. did go back later that week after I had prepped myself. But yeah, scariest yeah. thing. What would be the scariest thing you've chosen to, <laughs> chosen to do? <laughs> I did, basically did cho- choose well, to I mean, have you a didn't, child. You didn't um, choose that I didn't that choose that yeah. delivery. It's the scariest thing I've ever chosen to do probably a couple things and they're probably like there's a couple things it would be after my third year of university I decided that I was going to just go to Lake Louise for the summer not knowing Mm. anybody and just kind of change mix things up and that was scary I knew nobody and I was going to a place that was out in the middle of nowhere and I was going to spend the whole summer there and that was really really scary for me I chose to do that and then I have to say, um, doing this, doing, doing central referral solutions. Ah, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> How about yeah. you? The one thing that comes to mind is, uh, so I'm a, I'm a diver, I'm a scuba diver. And we went uh, night diving one time and went uh, for one of our deeper dives and I got super narked. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's nitrogen narcosis. It's, they don't know exactly what it is, but you basically get extremely loopy people, people die. Like they just, they start swimming straight down because they don't know what they're doing. So I got super duper narked, uh, at like 130 feet and managed to signal my buddy and like flash at him and like do the loopy sign on your head, which means I'm narked and could manage to like think, but couldn't control my body in a good way. Like my, my regulator kept popping out of my mouth. So I would like stop. My training was kicking in. I was like, okay, how deep am I? 130 feet, feeling pretty narked. Oh, put the, put the breathing apparatus back in my mouth. 
check how much air I have left. Okay. I'm like half tank. Okay. We'll put the breathing apparatus back in my oh mouth. Oh my God, Jonathan. And then, okay. Now I got to control my ascent up because my buddy was like nearby, but was like, I was trying to self rescue and uh, managed to get up safely and uh, even managed to do a safety stop. And when I surfaced, the moment I got up and inflated my BCD, that was it. I was out of air. <laughs> yeah, it was super scary. I thought I, I thought I thought I thought I might die, yeah. but was it? And, but it's the weirdest experience because I could think clearly, but I couldn't. I couldn't behave properly. Like I wasn't. My body right. wasn't wasn't reacting the way it the way it should. And then I just had a massive headache afterwards, oh, uh, which was, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the like scariest, scariest thing I kind of chose to do. But yeah. Whew. Well, let's take <laughs> some more questions now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, Jackie. Jonathan. Okay. Jackie asks, what's your favorite part of being a small business startup owner or founder? I think for me, it's easy. It's the, it's, uh, it's not easy. No, that's not what I meant to say. The favorite part, choosing a favorite part is easy. It is being in charge of my own schedule, being flexible for my family, and just feeling like I have ownership over what I'm doing, yet the flexibility to kind of make sure all the other the other things in my life aren't totally falling. And I, yep. I love, I love that. I have never had that when I've worked for like a bigger organization or a company before. And I, yep. I love it. I love it. How about you? And we actually chatted about this yesterday or the day before. Cause we were, somebody asked us this uh, kind of anyways, my answer is being able to work with exactly the people that I want to work with. Right. Um, and like all of the things that you said, but also trying to provide that for the pe people on my team as well. Yes. So, like having that freedom, having that flexibility, working with the people that you want to work with. It's yeah. Coming, coming in, not that I go in, but like coming to work is never, never a, a dread. No, no, I don't ever, I don't ever wake up in the morning and go, Oh, I have to go do that mm -hmm. ever, which is so lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Jackie. That was a great question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pam asks, is there anything you would change knowing what you know now regarding your business? I like how she put in, in, in bracket regarding your business. Yeah. It was yeah. like, <laughs> oh, Pam, I have known Pam since I was a baby. She's my mom's best friend. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Hi, Pam. She, she's a, she's a lovely, lovely lady. Love her. Is there anything I would change knowing what you know now? Where would you like me to start? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many things. So many things. I think there's a lot of things I wouldn't change. We've talked a little bit about that, like team. I think I have like, my gosh, your team, my team, best ever. It wouldn't change any of that. What would I change knowing I know now? I have to think about this a little bit. I would change very little. Wow, Lottie freaking <laughs> duh. I mean, I I think that there's there's even in all of the mistakes, it just feels like it's just shaped the way we are and I like where we are. And so to go back and oh. try and monkey with that yeah. feels like you know, wishing for more wishes kind of like <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I could say the same thing too. That's true. 
I think the only thing would be I would I would have done more as a team in person pre-COVID had I known what the hell I knew now, like now that COVID's hit yeah. and what we're doing now, I think I would have I would have savored that in-person team work a little bit more. Oh, Ms. Kendra Hopke, my sister. How do you avoid getting overwhelmed with the ups and downs of the financial risk of starting your own company? Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't yeah. avoid getting overwhelmed. I think... I think actually us as humans, we avoid a lot of these these types of feelings like being overwhelmed or being extreme, extremely happy, extremely sad. We avoid disappointment. We avo- avoid overwhelming. I've tried not to avoid those anymore. And because there are massive lessons to be learned with the ups and the downs. It has been a roller coaster. Owning your own company, a startup, a tech startup is a freaking roller coaster. I can go from one minute being like, this is the best thing ever to the two minutes later going, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And there's something to just feeling all the feels. Feeling all the feels. (laughs) You know me. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. I guess trying to put, put yourself in a situation where the, the financial risk isn't as as risky, right? Like if you can s- save up. <laughs> Even but, that sounds a little bit boring. Well, I know yeah. that sounds crazy. And no, yes, yes, like being able to maybe be on your second startup or something like that with a little bit of money in the bank. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. But you only get there by being yeah. here. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I don't know, Just, be careful and try not to have a panic attack when you're driving home from Kelowna outside of Falkland. <laughs> yeah. Find a good therapist. <laughs> <laughs> they help a lot with those said panic attacks. Yeah. We should go into that one day, Jonathan. That's we should talk about talk about being vulnerable and talking about mental health. I think mental health as a founder is like we need to all talk about that more and more and more. So mm-hmm. our fellow founders don't feel alone. Kendra also asked if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice before you started up your company, what would it be? You know what mine would be? No. Start sooner. Yeah. That's oh it. yeah, absolutely. Start just start go sooner and maybe ship a little sooner too. The one of the things that I've that the the phrases that I really like that I've learned over the years is the ship is very safe in the harbor, but that's not what it was designed to do. It's not what it was designed to do. So yeah, start sooner. Absolutely. Yeah. Even even little things like just creating those creating that that habit is is really helpful. Like even if, even if it's just like, just slowly picking away at it, like all that stuff kind of adds up. Yes. Yes, it does. Kyla Lawson. She sent a um, multitude of questions. (laughs) I love this woman. She is so wonderful. So inspiring. So amazing. And she has so many questions. She has asked for an entire episode. She has asked for a Full episode on culture. Kyla, you might get your wish. 
Not today. Let's not do an entire episode of culture right now. Nope. But let's do it. I think we should. I would love to do that. So we're going to save a few of Kyla's questions for that episode that we're going to do on culture. I think that would be amazing. She's asking some great questions here. So I'll go, I'll kind of skip down. (laughs) (laughs) She asks, how do you balance the day-to-day grind with thinking about what's next one year, three years, et cetera, down the road? That's a good question. That's a great question. If somebody could answer that for me, that would be wonderful. Yeah. What's the what's the <laughs> what's the cheat sheet for this? What's how do the... how do you do this? I know for me, especially recently, so we are kind of we are closing in on what I kind of call like year one of Clinect because it was about January February that we started Dev Efforts mm-hmm. on Clinect, and I'm finding this time as a very reflective time, and so. I find majority of my day is the day-to-day stuff. I'm worrying about operations and things like that, making sure my team is well-supported, et cetera. I've actually had to start carving out time to figure out what does Clinect look like in the next one year, three years, et cetera. I'm not doing a very good job at carving out that time is what no. I found. Um, no. And I, I think I, I need to more. I think the problem is I'm, I I am carving out pieces of time, Mm -hmm. whereas I should just now carve out days of time and normal in, in non COVID times, I actually probably would have just gone away for like a few days to, you know, like retreat, like go away to figure Mm -hmm. this out. And so now I'm trying to figure out how do I emulate that without going away? So stay tuned, Kyla. I don't know how to balance this right now. No. Yeah, I'm I the same. My answer is the same. Although I don't I don't really like the like three years down the road because that feels like it's just too far in the future and there's so many things that could change between now and then mm-hmm. that I don't really think that they'll think about the three years down the road that much. Oh I know. I was talking to somebody and they talked about their five year goal and I was like, oh my gosh, should I get myself one of those? Like a five year goal? Yeah, just go down to the five-year goal store, buy one off the shelf, and yeah. That one looks good. I'll take that. Yep. She also asks, what do you think will be the biggest scaling hurdles for Clinect? The product is built to scale. We have built it to be scalable. It is currently scalable. What's our biggest hurdle for expanding Clinect? Our target market is finicky. <laughs> and to put it nicely and it's it's a lot of marketing effort and we wanted a product to be fully scalable but also one that I wanted I think a couple episodes ago I said with these few new features I would scream connect from the rooftop and I'm and we're there we're very close to that now and so then the next thing is screaming it from the rooftop but I think that's going to be it's going to be a tough thing to do when we can't go into doctor's offices and put a face to connect and show them how it works. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to be creative. Okay. Here's a good one. This is for you. <laughs> cool. Oh, now I see. These are, these are, these are interview questions. Got it. I'm reading them. Right. <laughs> What's something that you believe that very few people agree with you on? Oh my goodness. Kyla. Um, well, Vegemite is a delicious, delicious, 
breakfast treat. Just put it on your toast. <laughs> uh, that's one thing. Um, <laughs> Accurately <interesting>. answered. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. That's Just hard. That's hard to answer without like really thinking, thinking about, about it. Thinking about it. Yeah. Like I, I would need a lot more time. But definitely, definitely veg, like Vegemite. Like I like Vegemite. I think it's great. <laughs> no. It's salty. It's so gross. I don't know how to answer that. Like, I'm not even sure that that's a fair question to ask someone in an interview because <laughs> it sort of sets them up to fail a little bit in that because you're just going to make something up. Um, I don't oh, know. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think, well, as you know me, I think you should feel all the feels. Like, I think yeah. you should like yeah. be okay with getting really excited about something that may not work out and feel that disappointment. I think there's a lot of people out there that do not agree with that. I hear so many people say, I don't want to get too excited because I don't want to be disappointed. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, what? Now you're, now you're denying yourself the excitement for fear of disappointment. I agree with oh. you on that. See, that's the thing. I don't feel like, I don't feel like my opinions are that, that, you know, uh, out in left field to, to other people. Maybe, maybe, if, maybe just, that's not out in left field. Maybe I just. Mm. Oh my God. These questions are hard. Okay. What's your favorite failure? What's, what's my, your favorite failure? What's my favorite, favorite failure? failure? Oh. I don't know. I can only think of just failures that are funny. <laughs> Did you learn it? anything from any of oh them? yeah oh yeah absolutely there you go yeah so That's gonna one be time one. so one of my first one of my first tech jobs was for a, a company that produced software for other large companies and uh, i was in charge of making this big financial report and uh this like automated report and i was testing it and i put poop i put poop in the in the financial report just because i was like testing to see that something was working oh i just put God. the word poop in there and um <laughs> we ended up shipping it off and no so no. so this organization that that like it was a it was a like a 400 million dollar organization <laughs> ran their financial reports and the cfo was like okay my my, <laughs> no. my 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 financial report says poop on every page and like all the lines and <laughs> came back was like oh shoot i put that in <laughs> so the lesson there that i've learned which i like try to stick to all the time is never use swear words or like <laughs> things like that in in try to always use like real real words real language not even fake language like just stick with real stuff <laughs> that's my that that's one my, of my favorite, favorite failure <laughs> it doesn't have to be mine does it <laughs> oh Jonathan that's fantastic I love that story it wasn't harmful like it was no, really, it was really only only one person that saw it but it was it was the biggest <laughs> customer that we had <laughs> and he was pretty good about it oh that's fantastic oh I love that <laughs> favorite oh that can't be answered any better than that oh what's some bad advice you have received along the way Oh, I got one because okay, it wasn't that long ago. I remember when the idea for Clinect first was born and I was told, don't worry. And this was from like a mentor. Don't, don't worry. If you create a product that works really well, the government will just buy it from you. <laughs> what? Don't worry the hell was this person thinking no 
No, the government will not buy it from you. <laughs> that also kind of ignores the like creating a product that works part. Uh, like all of it? All of it was bad. <laughs> Just really bad. Like, And I re- actually remember walking out of that meeting, go- meeting going, I don't think that was very good advice. <laughs> <laughs> My gut was uh, right. That was bad advice. Oh, I like this question. You have a gigantic billboard that everyone in the world can see. What does it say? Wear a mask. <laughs> wear a mask. Oh, yeah. Uh, wear a mask. Ask me about Clinect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out Clinect. But wear a mask. I think, no. I think mine, I think mine would, would, would probably say, I don't know. Like, just, you know, just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just wear a mask. <laughs> I want to get all philosophical, but I don't. I just, I want to buy that billboard. I want that billboard to exist. Wear a mask and just be a little gentler with the other humans out here because just calm the fuck down. The biggest takeaway I have, well, my husband and I both have from Ted Lasso is curiosity over judgment. And I mm. love yeah. that. I like that. Is, that. is that from a later episode? I must not have watched that yet. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or it's just something very, very small that like jumped out at my husband and I. I don't know, but we use that with each other all the time. If I'm getting like a, like my little judgy hat on, yeah, Brad will always go curiosity over judgment, Angela. Nice, oh, I like that. Ooh, it's oh, it's such a good one because then I'm like, right, bite you, damn it, you. of course. That's great. It is good. Okay, we um, have reached the end. We've reached the end. We've reached the end. So we are going to take a break. So this, we're going to consider this the end of season one of Fixing Faxes. We're going to take a break until sometime in the new year, probably mm-hmm. January, late January or so. We both want to spend a little bit less time recording and editing and thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we will come back yes, in January. Exactly. It has been fun. And we will be in your ears back in January. <laughs> I don't know what to say there. 